It is your Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. I'm John Gaskins with the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Michaels, and good morning. Welcome to Summit League Tournament Saturday. It is always one of the best days of the year because it kicks off a four-day event that this city has just wrapped its arms around, and we're going to hold on and hug a little tighter today because fans are back in this Summit League tournament, men's and women's, back in the Denny Sanford Premier Center. So I'm sensing some electricity starting at 12.30 with the Jack Rabbit women, and then at 3 with the Coyote women, at 6 tonight with the SDSU men, and then at 6 tomorrow night with the USD men. And guess what? All of those games will be either here on Fox Sports 98.1 or on our sister station Q95.7. It's a triple header today. So SDSU bursting out of the gates as the number one seed for the Summit League women. They'll be playing Denver, and you'll hear their radio broadcast starting at noon, and that'll be followed by USD's women at 2.30 as they take on Western Illinois, and at 5.30 the South Dakota State men battle Omaha. All those games will be right here on Fox Sports 98.1. And in fact, any game that the SDSU women, the USD women, or the SDSU men play in the Summit League tournament. So today, Monday, and for both of those universities, Tuesday as well, Championship Tuesday, all of those games involving those teams will be right here on Fox Sports 98.1, and you'll hear the USD men as far as they go on their home in Sioux Falls on Q95.7 throughout the Summit League Tournament. So for those of you in town, welcome. It's going to be awesome, and a lot of you will get to go to the games today. That's great. You'll get to watch them on Midco Sports, of course, your television home for the Summit League Tournament. They make it seem and feel so, so big time. Guys like Brad Newitt, Jay Elson, Tom Neiman, David Brown, and more. But if you can't be there, if you can't watch it on TV, if you're driving around, you'll get to hear those broadcasts right here on Fox Sports 98.1 today and on Q95.7 FM for the men, the USD men, tomorrow and hopefully well beyond. So with that out of the way, it's also fun to tell you that We'll have all the games in the championship bracket of both the boys and girls Class AA high school state tournaments the next couple of weeks. And I'll be out in Rapid City with girls AA starting on quarterfinal Thursday. And I'm excited to tell you that the Lincoln Patriot girls will be there as well. Last night was a Sodak 16. All the eight teams in this state tourney field qualified by winning games last night. The closest game was number seven Lincoln over Mitchell, 43-38 at the Lincoln High Gymnasium. And the Patriot girls coach, Matt Daly, has been waiting patiently. Matt, good morning. I take it you've lost a little bit of your voice. And, and rightfully so. That had to have been an intense game. And you have to be pretty excited about, about winning a good, tough, close game to punch your ticket. Yeah. You know, we uh, we knew it was going to be a battle coming in. You know, it's a team uh, with Mitchell is you know, so well coached. And I think they had a lot of people scratching their heads this year is how to get into their, uh, their shifty zone. And uh, we were just kind of praying that we came out and, and to come out and give a good performance and get ourselves back into the state tournament. 
Well, besides attacking their zone, how'd you guys do it? How'd this game develop and eventually come out victorious for the Lincoln Patriots? Yeah, you know, you have to hand it to our girls. We got out early and, and put ball pressure on them in the full court. And uh, we forced turnovers and forced them into quick shots. And uh, on the other end, we, you know, the ball was dropping early for us. Um, and uh, we, we got a little bit of separation. But uh, you got to give it to them in the second quarter. Um, they found gaps in our zone and in our trap. And the Seabird girl and Gavin the girl came in and knocked down some big three-pointers and, and kept it close by halftime. But I think the uh, – the biggest, uh, you know, difference for us is just finally coming out and having a good third quarter, um, you know, against Brandon, against the Rapid City schools, against Jefferson games that we all got off to great starts and we're holding leads at halftime. We've just struggled to, you know, come out of halftime and, and put a solid quarter together. And I think that was the big difference for us last night. Matt Daly, Lincoln Girls Basketball, joining us here on the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. You're now in the state tournament. You'll take on O'Gorman, and we'll get to that in a moment. But last year, you guys struggled. You you won four games. You didn't reach the state tournament. And so this year, you get to 10-11, and you're back in. I mean, so that, I mean, that's obviously a huge win, not just for this year, but, uh, you know, considering what you guys went through last year. What did you, what did you tell your team last night, and how do you feel about your team heading back to the state tournament? Yeah, you know, it's been uh, – it's been a challenge going from a four and 14 season um, to the season that we've had. And you just have to give all the credit to the girls, you know, their work ethic and getting in the summer and playing leagues and working on their skills. And um, it is, it's gratifying. And it's, I'm really happy for the senior group, you know, in 2019, they were sophomores and didn't get to go to the state tournament because of the COVID. Um, we lost a big chunk of our team, you know, both to graduation and, and redistricting in the last year and a half. And, um, it was tough, uh, being four and 14, but you know, they, uh, it's an incredible group of kids. They, uh, they play together, they rebound, they, they defend, and they just, uh, they take the time to get, uh, prepared for every opponent, um, that we play. And, um, just so happy for this group, um, and really happy that, that they'll get to experience a state tournament sure. and, and have those memories. And, um, but yeah, just a great group of kids that have really bought in. You'll take on number two seed O'Gorman, Lincoln the seventh seed, six o'clock game out west, seven o'clock central time here on Fox Sports 98.1. You lost to the Knights earlier this year. What do you know you'll need to do to get the victory? Yeah, you know, they're they're 18 and three for a reason. They're a a really, really sound basketball team. and um, They're a tough team to prepare for. You know, you have to find a way to score against that zone that they move so well in and um, you have to pour time into your press break because they have a very effective uh, full-court pressure. And, um, you have to find a way to keep those turnovers low and, and try somehow, some way to challenge them in the rebounding game and, and to control the tempo of the game. But, uh, you know, they have one of the best guard core, if not the best guard core in the state. Um, so we really have to prep for their personnel and, and really get locked in this week in practice. And, um you got to take your hat off to Kent. He always has uh, one of the best teams in the state. And uh, I think uh, I think the girls are ready for the challenge. I think they'll be uh, locked in and ready to go, and, and hopefully we can give them a good game. I hope so. I mean, I, I, I'll be out there. So, at the very least, give it a good game for me, Matt. That's what it means. That's what makes the, the most difference. So, Well, seeing your face <laughs> always uh, brings me joy, and I am excited to see it. Yeah. 
we appreciate all the coverage this year and, and uh, all that you do. You bet. Um, you bet. Appreciate uh, it. Uh, see you out in Rapid City, Matt. Good luck. Thanks, John. And congratulations. Matt Daly, head coach of the Lincoln Girls. We're off and running. T-area boys also punched their ticket. And the head coach, Drew Weber, talking about his squad's win over their rival Lennox. Next on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. It is not only Summit League Tournament Saturday. Of course, we've got the triple header. Again, the Jacks women at noon, the Coyote women at 2.30, and the Jackrabbit men at 6 o'clock today, all right here on Fox Sports 98.1. But it is Sodak 16 Saturday for boys double-A hoops. We'll chat with Mitch Begaman from the Roosevelt Boys and Jeff Tobin from Washington a little bit later in the show. Tuesday will be Sodak 16 time for Class A's boys and a team that will be there somewhere on Tuesday. He's not sure where or when quite yet, (laughs) but Drew Weber, T-Area Boys, advanced to the Sodak 16 by beating their rivals from Lennox 66-54 last night in T. I heard it was quite the atmosphere, and it was tied after three quarters. Drew, and how about those Titan boys pulling away down the stretch? How'd you do it? Well, uh, like you said, it was a great atmosphere, probably one of the better uh, ones you could probably be in last night in all the gyms in South Dakota. You know, the big rivalry, eight miles away, um, you know, the quality of the teams. Lennox is a, one of the top teams in Class A. We've had a great season, you know, so we knew it was going to be a dogfight, just like it always is, trying to get out of our region. Um, and we were able to, uh, like you said, I think we were up two. It was tied at half. Uh, we were up two going into the third. And then we are, uh, I think our depth and our, uh, um, defense really took over there in the fourth. Kale Lundy and one of the best players in South Dakota. We've talked about him a number of times. He uh, he kind of rose to the occasion uh, in that fourth quarter and, and took the team on his back. And then other guys made some shots, uh, and we got every rebound and and we defended very well. So super proud of the guys. It was uh, quite a game, quite a win, and, and now we're ready to move forward. What was the celebration like? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. You know. It, it, the build up to those types of games, um, you know, you, you're doing everything in practice. You're going over uh, everything you possibly can in practice, leaving no stone unturned. And and we're just uh, um, grateful to when the ball was starting. You know, everybody everybody's just ready for the tip to go. And then once that happens, you can relax and play. And uh, um, you know, with the big crowd and and the a lot of emotions in the game, then. Uh, being able to pull it out, the kids, uh, for just not just from the experience of the week, but of the game, but just from the whole week in general, the lead up to it, it was a pretty, pretty fun time after. But we talked about uh, extensively after the game, like that, it's a, it's fun to celebrate um, that game, but that's not the highlight of our season. Yeah. We don't want that to be the highlight of our season. Yeah. And, and our go, fortunately, our guys are are experienced and understand that. One win away from the state tournament, T area boys. And as of now, you don't know exactly who you're going to play. You should be getting that word from the state soon. It comes down to points when it comes to the Sodak 16. You think it's either going to be Sioux Falls Christian, who you beat on January 25th by 13, or potentially Clark Willow Lake, who you beat right before that. Uh, 
January 29th. It should be right after that, four days later, 69-51. So either way, that looks good. But, of course, uh, March is a whole whole new ball game. Um, so, how, first of all, how do you navigate that? Uh, you're yeah, you're, you're going to um, gonna know soon, but I guess what would be the difference in, in playing those two teams? Are they different uh, kinds of teams? Yeah, 100%. Uh, very different. Uh, Sioux Falls Christians defending state champions. They're, they're one of the best teams in South Dakota. Don't let their, their uh, record fool you. You've seen them a number of times. Mm-hmm. You can attest to that. Um, they play uh, a, a just a brutal schedule. They play all the top teams in Class A. They play some top teams in Double A. They play Western Christian Iowa like we do. You know, so it's very similar. Our schedules are very similar in that vein. Um, uh, that it's just it's 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 not. Uh, uh, exactly accurate to look at them as a 13 or hmm. whatever win team. Yeah. So we know yeah. um, expecting to play them or, or Clark Willow Lake, depending on what uh, the state decides here um, is, is a, uh, uh, it's a definitely a different animal between the two uh, Clark. We have also played and have um, some familiarity with them. They are a much more guard driven team than Sioux Falls Christian is, which we match up pretty well uh, against guard uh, teams that are full of guards. Uh, we would have a major size advantage mm-hmm. against Clark, um, but they're a very well-coached team, just like Sioux Falls Christian is, a team that's been in these big moments too, just like Sioux Falls Christian is. So regardless of who it is, we're going to have to earn our way uh, to Rapid City, and, and we're up for the test. Absolutely. Well, best of luck, whoever it is against Drew, and we'll talk in a couple weeks. Awesome. Thanks a lot, John. All right. Maybe even next week. Drew Weber, head coach, T-Area Titans. And we'll chat with the Harrisburg girls coach, Nick Meyer. Their team won their Sodak 16 game last week, headed to the state tourney for AA girls in Rapid City this Thursday. It's the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. One team that had to go on the road as a lower seed and earn their trip to the Sodak 16 the hard way was the Harrisburg Tiger Girls. They were 8-12, and and they went to Huron Arena and beat the Tigers 51-46 last night. Nick Meyer, head coach of Harrisburg, joins us this morning. And, man, I mean, that is not an easy trip to make. That is not an easy place to win, so congratulations, and I'd love to hear how you guys did it last night. Oh, thanks, John, and thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable, you know, just to first start out with the environment, uh, playing in the Huron Arena. Man, it was, it was really neat. They turned the lights off, and they uh, spotlighted, and it was just, uh, just had a, a state tournament atmosphere to it. It was just awesome. And their crowd was into it. We had a pretty good crowd there too that traveled to Huron, and uh, it was it was loud. It was it was fun. It was you know just a, it, it, obviously because we won. You know that's a big part of it, but uh, it, a, a really cool experience, uh, and just really proud of how our kids came in ready to go. Uh, we got up sixteen to four in the first quarter. Ended up being sixteen seven uh, at the end of the first. And just kind of set the tone. Uh, we knew that they'd come back. I think we, we stretched the lead back to 10 um, going into the half. And we just we knew Huron would, would amp up the pressure and they can shoot the ball so well. And so we just knew we had to kind of sustain it and get good possessions offensively. And they took a, a two-point lead in the fourth quarter somewhere around four minutes and looked a little dire there. Uh, but our kids, once again, battled back, uh, got to the free throw line, made some big shots down the stretch. 
and defensively, we're just really, really good. Uh, and just looking at the stats, uh, you know, here on very well known for, for shooting threes, and, and that's just a great equalizer in basketball. You know, the 10-point lead, all of a sudden, boom, they hit a couple threes, and just like that, it's a two-possession game. Uh, they made three all night, and just a credit to our kids and, uh, you know, sticking to a game plan and just having a great week of practice leading up to this. Uh, you know, just really, really proud of them and really happy for them. On a, on a great win last night. So now you're in the state tournament, and that's not unusual for the Harrisburg Tiger girls basketball program, although it was a bit more of an uphill climb this year than it usually is. Your record usually isn't below 500. How would you describe how the season has gone heading into the big event compared to what you may have thought it would be before it started? Well, yeah, we, we, before it started, uh, you know, we had a couple returning starters from last year's team and we had a lot of young kids. And so we, we get out to an all own three starts and just kind of, like, Oh man. I mean, we had tough three games there right away. Um, and they're on most, a couple of them are on the road and, and all of this. And then we win three in a row. So we get back to three and three and then we lose a couple more and then we win a couple and we, you know, we go on the road to, to Bishop Helan and, and beat them. And, uh, then a couple weeks later, we go to West Lyon and beat them on the road. And so it was just kind of, we, we saw glimpses of the team that we could be throughout the year. It's just it, it consistently, we couldn't get it to where we needed to and, until, Honestly, two weeks ago, John, when we played Watertown at home and we win that game at home, a huge win for us because we just lost four straight to really good teams. I mean, our schedule is, is tough, and um, but we lose four straight and then and then we come back and we beat Watertown at home. And then uh, on, on that Friday, we go to Brookings and beat a Brookings team that was at one five of their last six. And it was just kind of those two wins that propelled us into this last week of practice. And this is honestly one of the best weeks of practice that we've had all year. Uh, our kids came in, uh, they were intense, they were focused, they, 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 had, they were having fun, and they were just kind of ready to go uh, for this game. And, of course, we didn't know how it would turn out uh, on uh, last night, but yeah, we, just, we just had such a great practice leading up to that and a week before of, of great games. It just kind of got us to, to where we needed to be going into it, and we just hope that momentum continues. Yep, you'll open up the state tournament quarterfinals against Brandon Valley. He's Nick Meyer, the head coach of the Harrisburg Tiger Girls here on Fox Sports 98.1. The time you played Brandon Valley this year was January 29th. They won that game 50-37. to They've been a top-five team all season long. Kind of a triple-barreled question. What needs to get better with the Harrisburg Tigers to win a game like that compared to how you've been playing all year long? Plus, uh, what do you know are your strengths that you'll need to bring with you even bigger? And then, of course, the matchup with the Lynx and how you played them the first time around. Put that into one ball of wax and give us a give us a preview. Oh, early for that many questions in a row. Okay, uh, <laughs> I think you got it in you. <laughs> um, you know what we what we need to do uh, going forward here is, is as cliche as it is. Uh, we got to make shots. Uh, March is is that time of year where you know anything can happen if you're hopefully shooting the ball well. Um, you can you can compete, and you know we'll we'll have to be able to do that. Um, it, going out to the state tournament, we'll have to take care of the basketball defensively. We're 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 being we're really solid right now, and uh, we're doing a, a really nice job. Um, 
the first time we played Brandon, I missed that middle question. I'll have to ask that again. Sorry. <laughs> um, the, the first time we played Brandon, uh, we turned the ball over a, a few times and we, we, we missed shots. We only scored 37, I think. And, uh, you know, we had them though on the ropes. I feel like where we, we were playing with them, at least in the third quarter, I think we got it to a one possession game and, uh, you know, we were playing pretty well and, and, you know, credit to them. They made big shots. They turned us over a couple of times and uh, they're just, they're a solid team. So, you know, we're going to have to come ready to play and, like I said, hopefully we can we can make shots in March, uh, like we've been doing a pretty good job of lately anyway. So, sorry, John, what was that last? No, that you know more? what? First of all, I, I broke a, a, a journalism tenant of only ask one question at a time, so that was my fault. <laughs> Second of all, you remembered two out of three, and the great musician and philosopher Meatloaf just recently passed away, and two out of three ain't bad, so you honored him there. <laughs> all uh, right. And you kind of answered the second question with the first question that uh, you've been hitting shots really well and that's been a strength of your game as you go into the state tournament that you'll need to keep doing to uh, beat Brandon Valley. So, I mean, you could add something to that, but it sounds yeah. like hitting shots has been uh, your your main strength right now. Any others? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think teams have been keying a lot on our inside kids. Uh, you know, Emily Boyer inside does a nice job for us. And, uh, you know, to kind of alleviate that, we're, we're going to have to be able to make shots on the outside. And, yeah. and uh you know, our, our defense, like I said, I can't say enough about how well we played defense last night on the road in uh, just a really fun environment, and we're going to have to do that uh, again here three games in a row. So, Nick, good luck. It's going to be great to see Harrisburg back in the state tournament again. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate you having me. And Nick Myers, Tigers, will have the nightcap of quarterfinal Thursday at the Class AA Girls State Basketball Tournament when they face Brandon Valley. That. It is slated for an 8.45 Central Time tip-off, and like every other quarterfinal game, it will be right here on Fox Sports 98.1. The Midco Sports Coaches Show continues next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. It is Summit League Tournament Saturday. Don't know if you knew that, but yeah, kind of a big deal around here. Men's and women's basketball tournaments for the Summit League tipping off today. Maybe you have the hot tickets, maybe you don't, but it's going to be awesome. And you'll feel it if you're in the Denny Sanford Premier Center. You'll feel it if you're watching on Midco Sports Network. And you'll feel it through your radio. If you just have a busy Saturday like many of us do in our lives, you got to run some errands, go look for some things for your home or for your refrigerator. Maybe you're car shopping. Maybe you just like to drive around. Who knows? Uh, maybe you just love listening to basketball games on the radio. I know I do, and they do an awesome job. Coyote men, coyote women, jackrabbit men and women. They're all fantastic, and you're going to hear it and feel it today right here on Fox Sports 98.1. We've got all three games involving South Dakota teams in those Summit League quarterfinals, starting with the Jackrabbit women today at noon for a 12.30 tip as they take on Denver. And then the Yote women, the defending champs, will face Western Illinois, 2.30 pregame, 3 o'clock tip, and then the Jackrabbit men at 6 o'clock, the number one seed, They'll be on the air at 5.30 today here on Fox Sports 98.1 as they get ready for Omaha. And tomorrow, Q95.7, Coyote Men will be taking on Kansas City. So we're your home for the Jackrabbit teams and for the USD women throughout the Summit League Tournament right here on Fox Sports 98.1, while the USD men will be on their home base, as they have been for several years now, Q95.7 FM. Let's talk to another victorious coach 
from last night, his Sioux Falls Christian boys beat Del Rapids 62-57 at Augustana. And the, uh, yeah, the Chargers are now in the Sodak 16. Mike Scout and joining us, Mike. Good morning. And 62-57 sounds like a pretty close, pretty compelling game. How would you describe it? Yeah, thanks, John, and good morning to you, too. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a great high school basketball game. Um, the atmosphere at the Elman Center was uh, electric. Uh, a lot of both teams had good fan support, and they were loud. And uh, just two good teams going at it. And uh, so it was just kind of a, a close game most of the way. And uh, fortunately, we, we made just enough plays at the end to, to pull out a victory. Sure. And your team this year, coming off a state championship last year, you lost to your top two scores. Everyone knows that at this point. But uh, when it comes to how you'd like to be playing, heading into just one more game to get back to that state tournament, how do you feel like you guys are playing overall? Yeah, I've been uh, been pretty pleased. I thought we had a, a good February. Um, we did have some losses in there, but to some quality teams. And so I really feel that uh, – in this last month, we've been playing good basketball. And so uh, hopefully that will just translate into, um, you know, maybe getting one more win here on Tuesday night. We'll, we'll see how that goes. That'll be difficult. But uh, right now I, I feel good about our team and our, our boys feel good about themselves. And so uh, we, uh, we're we just overall just feeling really good about where we're at right now. Who are you guys <laughs> playing on Tuesday? Uh, looks like we'll play Flandreau. Okay. Uh, because I right now at the varsity bound, they don't have the Sodak 16 matchups up there. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, boy, Flanders has been great all year long. What do you remember about them? Uh, they're a good team. You know, they, they did beat us about a week ago. And uh, they've got some uh, some good seniors on that team. And uh, they got an outstanding player in, in Tash Lunday. And so that would be a – it'll be a very challenging game. And uh, – but – you know, it was a game too where we were, we were right there with them. We had a chance to win, uh, but they uh, made they made the plays at the end that time. So it should be a very good game. Yeah, <laughs> Flandreau coming in uh, with a 16 and three record. Uh, this was a 68-65 game on the road. So I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, y- y- you know you can play right with them. Uh, what what do you know you'll need to do just a, just a little bit better this time to get the win? Yeah, the last time we played them, we. Um, and we missed a few free throws down the stretch, um, and they uh, they made some shots. You know, we missed; they would make. So, uh, just that making some free throws, <clears throat> we did. Uh, <clears throat> we do have to do a better job of rebounding the ball. They got a few too many offensive boards on us, and uh, but those are things that we we have already looked at and we've addressed. And um, hopefully, it'll be a uh, they'll be a little bit better at those two things uh, next time. Yeah. Well, I, I I would my guess is my prediction is I can't I can't predict you're going to win. I can't predict mm-hmm. you probably will be better at those things. Just knowing the the Sioux Falls Christian Chargers and Mike Scouten, uh, I think you guys are in good hands. Best of luck. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Mike Scouten closing in on a couple decades at Sioux Falls Christian with a pair of state titles. Sodak 16 on Tuesday. Meanwhile, the Roosevelt boys have their Sodak 16 game today, and we'll get a preview of that with their head coach, Mitch Begaman, next on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. 
Well, the Sioux Falls Roosevelt Rough Riders finished the regular season 20-0. Overall, a 31-game win streak dating back to last year when they won the state title. They head into this postseason as the number one seed, of course, in AA hoops. They have Sturgis today at 3 o'clock in the Sodak 16, win that. And, of course, they're in the state tournament two weeks in Sioux Falls. And the head coach, Mitch Begaman, now in his sixth year, joins us. And you had one of your tougher tests earlier this week on Monday in your regular season finale, Mitch. There's only been four times this year where a team has come within five points of you in the final score. That's what happened at Aberdeen Central, 62-47. This was a three-point game with 11 seconds to play and Aberdeen ball. So describe the kind of challenge you guys got on Monday. Yeah, certainly, John. It was uh, it was a dogfight. Um, you know, not easy, obviously, going up up north and and uh, playing a very good Aberdeen team. They're that they're fully healthy, and and you can definitely tell they're playing very well. And you know, it was one of those games where you know we we were kind of always in that seven, eight, nine point lead, and we could just never put them away. They would make tough shots and make a three, and then get a layup or something on us and they'd kind of cut it down to four or five points. And it just kind of stayed like that throughout the majority of the second half. But um, again, they're, they're a good basketball team. Obviously, if you would have asked any coach at the beginning of the year, you would, they all would have told you that, uh, you know, Aberdeen is a top five team. There's no question about it. They've got all returning starters from last year's team. And, um, but like you said, it was a dog fight and I'm really, really glad that our kids uh, were able to come, come out of that with, with a victory and, and obviously learning how to play, you know, through some adversity down the stretch and, you know, maybe not getting every call that would normally go your way. And, and uh, you know, you've, you've figured out how to win a close one. And Wait, that's all that kind of really matters. Are you saying that when a team goes to Aberdeen, they don't quite get every call? They feel like they should? <laughs> yeah. I've never was, heard uh, of that before. It, 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 you know, like I said, always on the road. It's tough. <laughs> you know, you go on the road and, and you never can expect to, you know, get, get a lot of calls, but right. uh, that's okay. And uh, like I said, you got to play through the adversity, and I thought our kids did that. Yeah, he shot 63% from the field in the second half. Mitch Begamins, Roosevelt Rough Riders, ranked number one, now 20-0, and 0, and playing Sturgis today, 3 o'clock in the Sodak 16. You have not played Sturgis yet this year. What appears to be the things you most need to be ready for? Well, obviously, it's postseason, and uh, you know everybody's zero and zero now. Obviously, I'm sure you'll hear every coach say that today on your on your uh, broadcast. But it's zero and zero, and obviously, everybody's trying to play their best basketball right now, or they should be because it is March, and uh, everybody's prepping for a state tournament berth. And and uh, you know, we're, we're we've challenged our kids the last two days. You know, we it doesn't matter who you play. It doesn't. You know, I'll be honest with you. It's it's a change of pace for us. You know, the last four years we played Washington twice. We played Lincoln and we played Mitchell. And so um, now we're playing Sturgis and our kids earned this opportunity to, to, to host this game. But um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to go out and obviously continue to defend how you've defended all year long. You know, uh, this is just no different than any other game we've played throughout the year. Um, now it's just win or go home. And that obviously puts a lot more at stake. But for our kids, they're focused, and they're focused on one game at a time. No matter who our opponent is, we're not even talking about state tournaments. We're, we're focusing on Sturgis, and, and our kids are going to be ready to go today, too. Well, however things have been approached with your kids, it's worked well this year, 20-0. and 0, And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, Mitch. That will be state championship Saturday. I know you don't probably like hearing those words, but it will be, factually. And uh, thanks for talking us on Sodak 16 Saturday. Good luck today. 
Sounds good. Thanks, John. The coach of the Rough Riders, Mitch Begaman. Did I mention they've won 31 games in a row? 20 of them have come this season with a lineup almost completely retooled from last year's state championship team. Amazing. And the coaches show brought to you by Midco Sports rolls on next on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com. The Washington girls, the defending state champs in class AA, they locked up that number one seat as if there was any doubt last night, beating Roosevelt in the Sodak 16, 83, 62. And Jamie Paris, the head coach, will join us next week on state championship Saturday here on the Midco Sports Coaches Show. When we will be out west again, you'll hear all four quarterfinal games on Thursday, including the Warriors. And congratulations to Jackalinga, Wenantanda, and that whole crew for their win. The head coach of the Roosevelt Girls, Chris Egan, will be joining us soon. But it's now time to chat with the head coach of the Washington Boys. The Warriors have their Sodak 16 game today against Watertown. Washington comes in the number three seed and with a 13-7 and record. One o'clock tip today, Jeff, and 13-7. and uh, You played some of this year, as we've mentioned, in fact, a huge chunk of this year without Anuk Akat. And, I mean, you know, he's a force at 6'8", down low. So you're 13-7 and playing a chunk of your games without him. How do you, how do you feel about your way, the way your team has played headed into the postseason? Man, it's been uh, – it has been reflecting back on that now. We've uh... – we've really battled in a lot of games and obviously, you know, with the size and versatility and the way that a nook comes in and affects the game, just with his athleticism and with his length and, and everything that he brings, um, you know, we're, we're really proud of our guys when we went through that long stretch while he was um, on the sideline uh, for players stepping up and getting opportunity. And now with a nook back, you know, that not only that, that just strengthens um, the ability for those guys to still, be confident in coming in and playing the role that they've played for the majority of the season in big minutes. Um, so, you know, now with the nook back, everybody's kind of had to settle into some new roles. And like we said, when we brought him back, um, I think it was on February 8th against Brandon Valley, you know, it's going to take some time for everybody to gel and to mesh and to uh, kind of find that new niche of what their role is going to be throughout the rest of the season. But uh, I'm just really proud of our guys of how we've, you know, competed uh, night in and night out. And, and found ways to win some games where we didn't play, you know, especially well and then come out and play well in games where, um, you know, we maybe had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder or we the, the, the deck was stacked against us. Yeah, well, you've won uh, your last four games, five of your last six, eight of your last ten. Washington coach Jeff Tobin joining us here on the Midco Sports Coaches Show and Watertown, your opponent today. This is a team you guys beat 68-64 at home on February 4th, early in this kind of eight out of ten game run. So what do you remember most about that and what you'll need to do to come away victorious today? Man, uh, yeah, that game, even though it was – um, quite a while ago, ago now, about a month ago, it uh, it still is burned in our minds because they just did not miss shots. Um, you know, especially, you know, Drew Norberg really got it going, and that's a credit to him. He's a great player, and, and he really found ways to find some rhythm and, to, um, you know, find some find some ways to get open and make shots. But that was just contagious that night, and made and made everybody else get on board and make shots as well. So, um, you know, we've really we've really talked about that. We've um, Talked about the importance of getting them out of rhythm right away and and uh, finding some rhythm ourselves. But 
we know they're coming in with, you know, nothing to lose and, and a, a game under their belt where they played us really tough and, and uh, we're right in that ball game. So we've got to be ready to show up and compete, and I think our guys are ready to do that. Yeah, I'm guessing you are as well. Best of luck today, Jeff. We'll probably, hopefully, be talking to you in a couple of weeks during the Sounds state good, tournament. Sounds good, John. All Sounds right. Sounds good. You bet. Jeff Tobin in his first year at Washington, and we'll talk to another first-year head coach, Chris Agan. Roosevelt girls, big win on Monday to get into the Sodak 16. He'll reflect on his first year next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. Well, the season is over for the Roosevelt Rough Rider girl basketball team, but they made it to the Sodak 16, and that was a big accomplishment. They needed to earn it down the stretch, and then last night they took on the number one seed, the number one team in the state, and the defending champs, the Washington Warriors, and wow, uh, if you like to watch a lot of balls go through the hoop, Last night was your game, 83-62. Washington got the win. The head coach of Roosevelt in his first year, Chris Agan, joins us uh, on the morning you wake up and you realize your first season as head coach is over, Chris. A couple wins this season, but one of them was against Aberdeen Central on Monday night. When we were talking to you last week, you knew you had to win at least one of two or thought you had to win at least one of your last two games at Pier, which beat you uh, last Saturday, or at home against Aberdeen Central on Monday, and you guys, I mean, you wiped the floor 70-39. to 39. <laughs> I mean, that had to feel really good, your first blowout win as head coach. Uh, take us back to that night. Yeah, you know what? It was It was just, you know, a special night. It was uh, a lot of things came together uh, real nice that night. It was senior night, you know, our last home game. Uh, Mother Nature didn't quite let it happen the week before on Tuesday, so, you know, it got pushed back, and, we were just happy to get it in and this, you know, we honor the seniors and their parents that night for everything that they've done and, you know, throughout the year and just throughout their career. But man, you know, we had, we had shots fall early. We got into them. We pressured them. We got turnovers. We got easy buckets. And it was one of those things where, you know, one, one, one shot led to another and all of a sudden that, that basket seems like it's a lot bigger. And, you know, we had girls really step up and knock down shots. Kayla Martinez finished with 29. Uh, she shot the ball really well. I mean, we just got to, we got to the basket at will. We played. We, it was just a good team win, and you know everybody got an opportunity to get in there. The seniors got in there, and you know when they got in there and played together at the end for those last three or four minutes, and it was just, it was just a lot of fun. It was there was a lot of excitement in the crowd, and I just it was it was it was just it was a lot of fun. Just plain simple, just a lot of fun to get out there and just to see the bat the ball go in the basket. Because honestly, that's been our biggest struggle all year. Is I mean we've been able to defend. But it's hard to keep that defensive consistency when that ball's not going in. And yeah. on Monday night, it was, and it was just a lot of fun. So everything kind of came together that night that's, for us. That's so awesome. What was the celebration like, and what did you tell them afterward? Oh, you know, I just like, hey, this is what we're capable of right here. You know, girls, if if we put both ends of the court together, we shoot that ball with confidence, we move the ball on offense, play as a team, this is what can happen. You know, and, and then, you, you know, you move forward to last night, and some of that, you know, also carried over a little bit as well. 
Well, that's what I was going to get into next. Chris Agan, the Roosevelt girls basketball coach, joining us on the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. Again, as the number 16 seed, you had to face number one Washington, and then Jack Kalinga went in Tonda, the Texas recruit, a top 35 player. She had 38 points last night. But, yeah, how did that game go about? I mean, that's the, that's the headline right there. But as you mentioned, I mean, you guys, you guys put up 62 yourselves. Yeah, you know – we didn't come out and have the greatest start. I mean, we gave up 30 in the first half or excuse me, not the first half. I wish it had been the first half, mm. the first quarter. Mm. And, you know, it's like, man, we're, we're on pace to give up 120 points here if we're not careful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we were down 30, I believe to 14 after the first quarter, we just, they came out and they, they jumped on us right away. And, you know, after that, it was, it was more of a back and forth type of game. You know, we got it to, we'd get it to within 12, they get it back to 18 and we, you know, and, and that's about as close as we could get it. But I tell you, we, we battled and competed and checking holy cow, she played, she had, that's the best, the best I've seen her play. And man, she was that, which is good for them because it's tournament time and it's winter go home. And, you know, if she can play like that, they're going to be a tough team to beat. She was, she hit some jumpers. She was getting to the basket, get to the free throw line. She probably had three or four, maybe even five and ones. You know, she starts getting downhill into the basket and she's tough to stop. She can score over almost anybody that you're going to have on her. I mean, she's probably one of the tallest girls in the state, you know, plus she can move and handle the ball and shoot it. So, I mean, it's a tough, it was a tough matchup for us. And, you know, she proved to just be a lot. And like you said, there's a reason that she's a Texas recruit that she's going to go play in the big 12 next year. So, I mean, you give them a lot of credit because, you know, she played really well and she, the supporting cast around her stepped up, but, you know, like you said, though, we did put up 62 points as well. And that's the second highest point total that we put up all year otherwise man we've been in like the 40s all year so we put up 70 against Peter against Aberdeen and the next game here against you know the number one team in the state defending state champs like you said we put up 62 so I mean there's still some good things to come from we just you know we just didn't get enough stops early yeah. to keep that back and forth going and what'd you tell them after this now knowing it was the end you know, I, you know, I told him I was proud of him. I told him, thank you. You know, thank you for allowing me to come in. And cause these seniors, uh, I was their third coach in four years, mm. you know, since they joined the program as freshmen, I was their third coach in four years. So, I mean, I can't even imagine how that would feel as a player, you know, just coming in and hearing a different voice, you know, every year almost. So, you know, I just, I came in, I told him, thank you. I tell him, you know, thank you for everything that you've done this year. Thank you for, you know, the effort and time that you've, that you've had. And just thank you for allowing me to be your coach. And, you know, that's – and I told – like I just said, too, I said, girls, you know, we put up 62 against the number one team in the state, the defending state champs. There's there's still a lot to be proud of with this with this effort tonight. You know, we just didn't get enough stops early to keep it going. So, you know, my big thing after the game was just thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, as you probably know, uh, the guy on the bench at your school for the boys' team, Mitch Begaman, won <laughs> one game in his first year. By year three, he was in the state tournament. By year five, he was winning the state championship. So uh, I don't know how much you talk to Mitch or, or lean on that, but, you know, not a bad sign, right? No, absolutely. And, you know, he's been great. He's been great for me. Um, you know, we our desks are right next to each other, so we've been able to talk quite a bit. You know, and just and, and we have, you know, talked about that and, you know, the correlation and, you know, how it's looked compared to how his, how his first couple of years looked compared to like how it's looking for us this year. And so it, it's been huge to have him there. And, you know, just, 
you know, help keep me focused on, you know, okay, what we're doing, it's, it's working, the, you know, we're getting better, the, they are in the right spots, you know, we just got to be able to do, you know, a couple little things here, or there better, but no, he's, he's been huge just to, you know, help keep my psyche up as well. Well, Chris, congratulations, whatever it does hit you, hopefully it uh, hits you well and you have some good things to look back on, it sounds like you do, especially uh, Monday night's win, so uh, good luck in the off season, and we'll talk next season. Hey, sounds good. Appreciate it, John. You bet. Chris Agan, head coach, Roosevelt Girls. We'll have more Midco Sports Coaches show next here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Shantiva Pruitt, the former Shantiva Ashley, a dynamite player at Sioux Falls Roosevelt and now the head coach of the Sioux Falls Jefferson Cavaliers. She's going to take us home on the Midco Sports Coaches Show after Jefferson beats Pier 52-38 last night. And the Cavs are in the state tournament in year number one of the school and the program. Shantiva, good morning. Congratulations and describe. It was amazing. I mean, um, you know, for for our program and our girls, they were working hard all season and you know, everybody's goal is to get it to that state tournament. And Pierre's a, a very, very good team. And so for my girls, it was just awesome to see um, all that hard work pay off for them and to see their faces light up, light up when they realized that uh, they were going to have a chance to play in state. Sure. I mean, eight versus nine is supposed to be uh, the most hotly contested Sodak 16 game. So you probably figured it was going to be close and the margin of error was going to be thin. So how did this unfold? How did they do it? You know, our, our focus was, um, as it's been all year, was defense. Um, and I thought our girls um, played a played a great game as far um, as communication, um, you know, trying to hustle after balls, make them score in a way that they um, weren't comfortable with and, you know, knowing kind of personnel. And um, I was just impressed with the energy that our team um, brought. And, you know, we had an amazing student section last night, which um, was awesome for my girls to have that as well. But just overall, their effort that they gave, especially on the defensive end. Shantiva Pruitt, head coach, Sioux Falls Jefferson, now in the state tournament, the quarterfinals, very first game of the girls' AA quarterfinals on Thursday afternoon. And at 11-10, and 10, you've mentioned the defense. You've mentioned it all year. What else has gotten you to this point? What have you really liked about your team? You know, I think um, just that chemistry that they started to build, you know, we're huge on the girls, um, you know, wanting to be a family and have each other's back and, um, the, you know, that stuff that's off the court, it carries on onto the court as well. And so um, just them being a family and continuing to push each other to be the best that they can um, can be, you know, it's it's awesome to watch these players develop over the course of this year and just how they have really bought into the system and, um, like I said, just that effort piece that they give, um, you know, attitude and effort. And those are the two things we asked them to bring. And um, they did that last night. You're going to be taking on a Sioux Falls, Washington team that had the better of you by a lot back on January 13th. They've had the better of a lot of people by a lot lately, including mm-hmm. Roosevelt last night, 83-62. But uh, that, was a, that was a while ago and you've got a few days to get ready for them. What will you need to be most ready for? I guess the first, I guess the easy answer is Jacqueline went in ton of the mm-hmm. Texas recruit. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline is an awesome player, awesome kid. Um, so, we, you know, we're going to have to prepare for her, but um, you know, the reason Washington's so good is they have so many girls that, that are, are great players. You know, um, they all step up um, the harp twins, um, you know, Motley um, Thompson. I mean, they, they have a great group over there. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to be prepared. They're, they're, they're long and big and um, you know, we're going to have to, again, 
can, try to bring that defense and have that effort. And, you know, at this late in the season, you got to value the basketball possessions um, matter. Um, they add up um, throughout the game. So, um, you know, just kind of continuing to focus on that. And like you said, watch some more film here on Washington and get prepared. I think you will be. I don't think that's going to be in question. Uh, hey, congratulations. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you next Saturday, wherever you Sound, may be in Rapid City. Sounds good. Thank you. You bet. Shantiva Pruitt. Her Cavs will be the first of four games we'll have. Quarterfinal Thursday. Girls AA State Tourney at the Ice Arena at the Monument in Rapid City against Washington. That'll be at 1 o'clock Central Time. We will have Rapid City Stevens and Central meeting in the second quarterfinal game at about 2.45, and then the evening games, number two, O'Gorman, number seven, Lincoln, 7 o'clock Central Time, and then Brandon Valley and Harrisburg will take us into the night on Thursday at about 8.45. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for Summit League Saturday. It's getting closer. Again, we have the Jacks women at 12. We have the USD women at 2.30, and the SDSU men at 6. Right here, the triple header from the Denny on Fox Sports 98.1 all day long. And then the Coyote men on Q95.7 tomorrow night at 5.30. Those will be the stations for those teams throughout the rest of this great event. It is March Madness. We are off and running for the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Michaels. I'm John Gaskins. We'll talk to you next Saturday from Rapid on the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1.